BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram Emily, this is our first remote episode of Ask Eliza Anything. You're not, you're not breathing on me. You're not with me. I'm not. Uh, we're apart. You've just returned. And I was so excited for this to see you again. It's nice. It is nice. I feel like the internet is being weird, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one listening knows how our internet is being. What's better? And I got this from the office. What's better? A lot of like, okay, reception, Emily Higgins, or a little bit of in-person Emily Higgins? Me? A little, probably I'm, I'm pretty good in person. I'm good in short spurts. The answer is C. I'll take either. <laughs> in person, I, in person, I can really have It'd a- It'd be really funny if, if a dude said on his dating profile, he's really good in short spurts. That's gross. <laughs> That's so gross. Like that I even said it. Oh my God. We're back from Europe. I have minimal, I almost said hangover, minimal jet lag. And uh, we're doing it, folks. I did over a month away from home, and now I'm home next to a Tina Chinna. And uh, we're ready to do it. I was ready to give you more time before I made you get back into this. But you were like, no, I'm, let's help these people. We got to get all these people. And all, honestly, it was very cool because, you know, people make gifts and they write cards Almost every card included Don't Panic Pantry or Ask Eliza Anything. And it's a nice reminder like, oh, people are listening. I'm not doing this in a vacuum. <laughs> people are buying third love bras. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I told you, you did a real good ad for them the other week. <laughs> they sent me a thank you. They sent me a thank you bra. Oh, good. <laughs> As I like you their deserve. Bras. I deserve to be supported. I do. Um, all right. Okay. Emily's coming to us live from her childhood bedroom. I'm sitting in my living room because something happened with my internet in my office. And oh, now, you stick it. Yeah, we have a lot, a lot of people that need help. So we're just going to dive into it. Hey, Eliza, baby arm, smoky, husky, Tianfu, and the littlest BB of the bunch. As I write this message to you, I am furiously listening to my upstairs neighbors stomp around and move furniture incessantly, which happens almost every afternoon, night at varying times, but multiple nights it has lasted until 4 a.m. at the latest. What are they doing up there that requires them to stomp so forcefully and for such long periods of time? I know I can't protest much about them doing this during waking hours, but when it comes to the later hours, I feel the need to say something. Is there anything you think I could do? Would the apartment complex be able to do anything about it? I'm scared if I say anything, I'll be labeled the bitchy downstairs neighbor and they'll make even more noise to spite me. I thought about getting a broom and hitting the ceiling really hard, but I doubt that will help. I'm on my last nerve here. I'm not sure what to do. Love you all. Can't wait for little BB to arrive. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I've had this problem. I remember when I had a condo, I had a neighbor who lived below me. But we were cool, and if I was ever loud, or if there ever was a problem, they would just, like, send a text. So I think there's a way to establish communication without being like, fuck you, I'm trying to get my beauty sleep. I think that there's a way to just super disarming and just be like, hey, guys, I I live downstairs, you know, I totally don't want to, you know, just get a... I don't want to inhibit you from your movement, but, like, at 3 a.m., you know, sometimes I, I wake up and... 
I'm just wondering if there's anything we can do. Like, people get so defensive, but there is a way to broach it. So at least they're aware because they probably don't even realize it. What if the guy answered the door and he has like two bricks for feet? And he's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I had no idea. It's do the first pass at being polite because like that's what I did. I had horrible neighbors. And when I told one of them that he was too loud, he just said that he was partially deaf and then didn't try to change. So, you know, and also try. It might just be like shitty flooring. Mm. It could just be bad flooring. Like they could just be getting up to get water and they'll be like, well, it's loud. There's a way to do it kindly. And yeah, people are awful. They might surprise you. Mm-hmm. Chances are he's going to be like, what do you want me to do? Not walk my elephant. But if it if it continues and it ruins your quality of life, then you could talk to the landlord. But uh, it is a shitty, normal part of apartment living. Yeah. Unfortunately. Or you build an apartment on top of theirs and you <laughs> give them a taste of their own medicine for hundreds of thousands of dollars later. <laughs> Uh, now, I don't know if it's getting chilly out there yet, but we have a seasonal oh. question. I'm, ch- I'm uh, cold. Let me, let me live vicariously <laughs> through your seasonal questions. It is hazy and like 85 degrees here in LA in the middle of the fall. Seasonal question for Culture Corner. In years past, Eliza has mentioned <laughs> going down hashtag and Google search rabbit holes for topics like hig, hot chocolate, and elaborate baths. Hig. I want to suggest yeah. a pastry search, especially but not limited to croque and bouche, Paris breast, and St. Honor's cake. Also, I don't see why there hasn't been a period TV series about Antonin Kareme, a drama series about French pastry. Who wouldn't love that? Are you a, um, a food looker, Eliza? Like, are you... You okay, used to like things. looking at seafood towers. Uh, yeah, but that's, you're rape, we're raping the oceans. Um, all the pastries you just listed, they're French mm-hmm. and they're European. Mm-hmm. Um, so French pastry is its own thing. It's like the grandmother of pastry. All pastry aspires to be like French pastry, except for Italian pastry, which is its own weird comedy thing. I would like to add a pastry to that. And it is called the Cardinal Slice. And I had one in Vienna. Uh, like we ran out last minute. It was like a dessert place that was open and I they had all these beautiful desserts and I saw this thing and it's like meringue that's been toasted with ras- raspberry jam and custard. And my eyes were like affixed to the back of my head. It was <laughs> Google and get you a cardinal slice. Oh. Um, it was like at a very storied uh, Venetian, I'm sorry, that's the wrong country, Viennese uh, cakery. Anyway. Yeah, you could do that. I think what you'll end up with is a lot of like really thin women pouring hot chocolate over croissants with the Eiffel Tower in the background with like La Vie and Rose playing. <laughs> and it'll make you hungry. Croquembouche is a taste of time. I think you still want to go seasonal. I think you don't always just want dessert because then you're just going to be eating like a no-bake cake out of a mug at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. So keep it classy. Cardinal slice. <laughs> and that's Culture Corner. Eliza, congratulations on your pregnancy. I am also the mom of a baby girl, and I would like to hear your thoughts on baby clothes. I didn't notice this until I started shopping for my little one, but I've gotten so frustrated with the baby clothing industry and the messages it sends to parents and children, specifically when it comes to clothes with words on it. I've noticed when it comes to clothes designated for girls, all of the words have to do with an agreeable disposition or focused on appearance. Words like cutie, sweet, sugar, and spice— Whereas on clothes designated for boys, they have action words and phrases like adventure or change the world or future scientist. While I can easily buy these boy clothes for my girl, and I do, I feel like this is just the first time society is telling my girl that boys are the ones who do things and make a difference. Have you noticed anything similar to this when shopping? I think this just further reinforced how I will have to help my baby girl push back and make space for herself in the world. How do you plan to prepare your daughter for a world that apparently still thinks the main role of a girl is to be pretty and agreeable. You know, I guess I I can see why you would think that. And especially when you look for it, now you're like only going to see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I find that to be true. Um, look, you do want a little girl to be sweet. You also want a little boy to be sweet. And because of our fear of homosexuality, you can't call a little boy sweet on a t-shirt. But I thought you were going to say it's all this pejorative stuff like kick-ass diva, mommy's little rebel. You know, I think it just depends on the brand you're looking at. I think there's a lot. I've for sure seen like future president, future scientist. Um, I think more than ever, clothing is either gender neutral or 
female empowerment focus. I'm not a fan of words on clothes. I think the humor was lost a long time ago. Um, you know, when somebody put in gl- glitter, like mommy's little angel, and then the back it said, JK, I'm a devil. Um, you should I'm start not a big your fan own of line. Words. I'm not a big fan of words on clothes in general. Like I had five far side t-shirts when I was younger. So I tend to, you know, not feel the need to outwardly label. Um, also in terms of making space, I just want to put this out there. I was not raised with any sort of thoughts on feminism or women or anything. I was just raised to go out and do my best and not take any shit. And my mom kind of never made it about gender. And people always ask me like how I am the way I am, but you don't need to give your daughter like a Michelle Obama biography. Like you can, you just lead by example. It never occurred to me that I wasn't as funny as a boy or that I should even ask that question until I got to LA. So don't worry about it. It'll be fine. I don't- My mom has a very early memory of me. A little boy thought I was a boy when I was like two or three. Then <laughs> he found out I was a girl in the pool and he splashed at me and I splashed back and I called him a duty head. So my path was set from right then. <laughs> The, uh, any of those like baby, baby clothes, toddler clothes that in any way implies like how the baby was made, I think are really gross. I can't even think of any now, but they're all just basically like my parents boned. And you're like, why is that on the baby's shirt? I'm a result of a short spurt. Yeah. <laughs> or even like, I love boobies. And you're like, hi. Yeah. I, it's like, look, the whole baby ironically thing went out the window with the first Ramon shirt printed for a little kid. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't care. I don't need a sassy little kid. Let's move on. No. Uh, Okay, I have a very long question for you, but it is dramatic, all right? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, "Um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic, pared-down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. 
I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children. So it's nice that I can just wash it. And it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Greetings. Eliza, Emily, and crew, I have a friendship conundrum. I'm so sorry this is long. (laughs) Backstory. I met one of my best friends in college. She is a male. I'm a female. For the last two years of undergrad and even the first year after I moved out of state, we had a very flirtatious will-they-won't-they kind of relationship where all of our friends thought that we were dating. We got together a few times, but nothing romantic came of it. And after discussing our feelings and realizing we weren't ready to risk what we had, we were able to maintain a strong friendship. Fast forward to this year. I've just recently moved back to SoCal and now have a job where I work very closely with this friend. I'll call him Steve. Steve is in the early- Why? (laughs) Why would you call him Steve? (laughs) Steve is in the early phases of a relationship with one of our coworkers who has also become one of my friends. I'll call her Nancy. The start. What is with these names? <laughs> the st- Are you thinking of Sid and Nancy? Okay, my yeah. Steve this is the Nancy. this is the suburban version of Sid and Nancy. <laughs> it's like they just have a mild Nyquil addiction. <laughs> the start to their relationship is very deja vu to how ours started. Though he is very private about these things, she is not, and I've heard every single detail, whether I want to or not. It's fine until Nancy found out about my history with Steve. Now she gets incredibly insecure anytime I talk to him without her present, even if it's just about work. She'll make comments to me after he leaves, like, no wonder he's not moving as quickly as me with me. He's probably still in love with you. Or I guess God has his favorites and I'm not one of them. Why else would he put me up against you? And all kinds of other bullshit like that. Nancy has some problems. Nancy has had a lot yeah, of- Yeah, God does have his, God does have its favorites. They're called the Jews. They're the chosen people, but we haven't had a great time. <laughs> Nancy has had a lot of past trauma that she's still trying to deal with. And I understand that, but now it feels like she's taking her insecurities out on me. And it's emotionally exhausting having to reassure her every time that Steve and I are just friends. I want to stay far away from their relationship, but I also don't want to lose one of my best friends of five plus years because Nancy can't stop panicking. We all work together, so I can't avoid either one there. But because she's now around Steve more, she's been accepted into our tight-knit group of friends outside of work. So if I try to stay away from her, I lose my time with everyone. So she asked for advice, but there's been an update since this, okay? Okay, sorry, we we didn't get to your question. So this morning, she left a physical copy of one of her nudes on his desk in the office that he and I share with one other coworker who has no idea about them even being a thing, like a Polaroid picture type copy of a nude. I feel like she's staking her claim in a risky and unnecessary way, and it's very uncomfortable, especially due Why to the Why doesn't she just urinate on his chair? Her boss occasionally uses the office as well and tends to stop by unannounced. We work at a Christian university. And if something like that were to be found on his desk, they could potentially both lose their jobs. He told her stuff like that can't happen again. They're going to continue talking, but we'll see if she actually Wait, listens. And it he, doesn't, <laughs> the Christianity is, you could work at anywhere Taco and that's Bo- not okay. You could work at Amazon. That's not okay. <laughs> Any advice on how to navigate this is greatly appreciated. Um, first of all, this girl is, her insecurities are what's going to wreck this relationship and she's going to blame you. And part of me At the beginning, I was like, okay, here's what you could say to her. But now I'm kind of like, fuck this girl. Like, it's not on you to reassure her. Like, it's not on you to fix their relationship. No. You won't do this. But when I first started listening, I was like, okay, you pull her aside or you go for coffee and you be like, I want to set this record straight because this is sort of an assault on my character. Yeah. We never hooked up. Or I think you did hook up, honestly. I think you just decided you didn't want to have sex or something. Oh my God, Emily. They did. Did I just see you go off camera and your jaw move? Are you snacking? They did hook up. What are you eating? You little piglet? Trout. Oh my God, you are home. Trout. They did hook up. They hooked up a few times, but decided not to do like a relationship because they wanted to maintain their friendship. So they I'm sorry, like, okay, look, listen, you just got out of college, right? This is like a year out of college. Is that right? It's, uh, I think a couple years out of college. They're Look, young. None of, this girl is awful. 
None of this matters. You're not even going to be friends with this boy in three years. He's going to like accidentally get some boring girl pregnant and it's just going to be over. So you do what's right for you. And by the way, even if you dated, like you're broken up, it doesn't matter. This is on him to reassure her. She is broken and insecure from another relationship. You need to draw a line in the sand, maybe even in front of both of them and be like, look, I like hanging out with you guys. So-and-so is my best friend. I've known him forever. I don't have any feelings here. There are no feelings. I, you don't need to make a show of it. You don't want to make her feel bad. Because my first thought was make her feel better. Like, hey, like, you always make these jokes, but they make me feel like you're afraid I'm going to do something. Like, make it about you saying mm. to her, like, I don't want you to think I would ever do that to you. Make it like that's an assault on your character. But you need to be very clear because you're just this threatening, attractive girl that the guy used to date. This is all about her and not about you, but you don't need to deal with this. Um, and you know what? It's not the biggest deal if you just kind of like put some space. Like big, it's cool that that guy's your best friend. He won't be in a couple of years, but like also ask yourself deep down, like, are you attracted to him? You must have friends outside of the, I get that your main friend group is this guy and all of your mutual friends. Someone else must be an outlier. Like you have friends that aren't friends with this guy. I think this girl is going to like flame herself out just being crazy. He's going to get yeah, sick Yeah, or of you it. know what you could- you could do, I mean, this is a little, it's a little Machiavellian, but like plant the seed that she's like insecure and weird in his head. And then like, he'll start to see it and look for it. Just like the woman that looks for like pejorative female baby clothes. Like you'll start to see it everywhere and you could get this girl out of your life. That being said, that's just too much energy. This is too much on you. Pull her aside and just say to her like, I think you're really cool. I It's not on me to make sure your relationship's cool, but he and I, there's nothing going on and I can't help that I'm friends with someone that I that I hooked up with, but I just, I just want you to know when you make those comments, it makes me feel like you don't trust me, but I've done nothing to not have your trust. Mm-hmm. You fucking insecure hobgoblin. I mean, he's probably already thinking about cutting it off when she left a Polaroid on his desk that three other people share. He also probably isn't making her feel that secure. Like, no girl, this is such a young thing. Like, guess what? No girl wants to hang out with another girl around and her boyfriend. So I would uh, start, this is a great cue to expand your horizons, but he's also not doing his part, but it sure as shit isn't on you to make her feel secure about herself. No. As long as you are not doing anything on your end untoward. Yeah, I would... Yeah, are you the girl that's like, we're just friends, and you're like hugging him? Like some... Yeah, so make sure you're not doing any of that. Are you upset because she she took a nude, but she moved your nude out of the way to put it down? <laughs> Lay that nude down. <laughs> Sabrina says, hello, Eliza and crew. I just started working artist hospitality at a venue in Brooklyn and learned about what a rider is. What do you always request to be ready in your green room on tour? Also, what's the weirdest thing that your request was substituted for? Thanks and see you at the beacon next month. Oh, I will see you guys at the weekend. So excited. We added a third show for that Thursday. So come on out. You're not messing around. I'm not messing around. I really don't care about writers. Mm. Um, I think it's a great way for someone to feel important. The original reason for a complex writer was, I think it's like ACDC. I think they're the ones that had, was it the green M&Ms? Yeah. We talked about this. And they did it not because they're assholes. They did it to make sure that all the things that they actually need for like tech were being read. For safety. The idea is that if you, yeah, if you stick something in there that's obscure and somebody catches it, it means that they read the writer. But what I found is that people are incompetent everywhere. And even Mm -hmm. though I have very few cues on my set, on my show, it still requires my tour manager to walk through it. They still mess it up. And there's a myriad of reasons for that. Some shows are great. Um, I also know that when you ask for a lot of things, the venue isn't acquiring those things out of love. They're in a production budget. They're sending some like 20 year old runner to CVS to grab your shit and give it to you. It's not like they catered it and they were welcoming you. You can tell the difference. Like when they bring in something special because they're happy to have you versus like, here's your gum. The amount of time, all I have in my writer and it's been reduced down. It used to be Red Bull stuff to make a green smoothie if there were two shows blueberries from when I did the keto diet, gum, hand sanitizer, water. Now it's, and coffee. Now it is literally just glass bottled water, gum, hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. Because those are the, I chew gum before the show and during meet and greet, hand sanitizers for meet and greet. And glass bottle, because I don't like plastic bottles. 
but I don't need to feel important. I don't need someone. I don't drink when I do my job. I don't need, so I can feed myself. I don't need someone to like get me brand new sneakers. There is a comic that does that. Brand new Air Force Ones for every show. So uh, I get my sense of importance from my audience. I don't need to like get some intern to make me feel like a woman. Did you ever get a weird That's substitution? Uh, I feel like they like got me boxed water one time. Or no, it was, here's what it was. It was somebody filled up glasses of water. And, and I was like- them out? From like a, what was it? They filled up glasses of water from a pitcher. And I was like, okay, that's a little weird. They're like, we couldn't find any glass bottles of water. And I'm like, it, people like their minds are blown when you don't want plastic bottles of water. Um, yeah. It's also kind of weird. I'm like, I just need gum and they'll get me like a massive pack. I'm like, I need a piece <laughs> of gum. People, so they don't think about it. I'm like, if you put this much of, if you put this little thought into me just getting gum, like how are you going to fuck up like, Black candles, you know, turmeric incense. Yeah. One cat. So I just, I'm like, I'd rather just skip the headache because I know you're going to fuck this up and I don't need anything. Yeah. So I wish I had a better answer, but no. I mean, that's, I think it's interesting. I think it's, look, I understand if you are someone who has a major production and you've got a like a group with you and you need things to feel comfortable and you get your makeup done and maybe you're making so much money for that venue. You were like, yeah, get me shit. But I, I'm a big fan of showing up on time, doing my job and leaving. Yeah. You're not, so look, you get in, you get, you do it good. You get out. Like that's what makes you so easy to work with. Yeah. I don't need other people to make me feel important except for the people that bought the tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like, just so you know, if a show starts late, it's because the audience couldn't, it's either the traffic or the venue or the audience was late. It's never me. Like talent was set. <laughs> I'm there. And it's real blue balls when I'm like ready to go at eight. And they're like, we got to push to 840. And you're like, cool. Now get me a bed. (laughs) Hi, ladies of AIA. I have a bummer of a situation slash question for you both. We just got a lymphoma diagnosis for our sweet teeny doggo, and his prognosis is pretty poor. The vet thinks about six months, maybe a year if we're lucky. Of course, we're heartbroken and pretty devastated, but intend to make the most of our time with our fur babies. So here's the question. Eliza, is there anything you wish you did with Blanche or anything on your bucket list for Tianfu or Gracie? Thank you for the laughs always. Can't wait to see you and meet the sweetest human baby when you circle back to Minneapolis. I did too many things with Blanche. Like <laughs> this dog has had photo sessions in cornfields, in buildings, in other countries. I did everything with her and I never, I was always present because I dogs were only have them for such like a small amount of time. It's so finite. I took every picture. She was such a good girl. Um, I don't think about her as much as I did, but take lots of pictures. And by the way, when that dog dies, it will be so sad. And then one day you will get another dog. I know you don't want to hear that because that's your soulmate. I get it. Trust me. You Mm -hmm. saw I was there. But you will have those chances. This is not like your daughter, you know? Mm -hmm. And the dog is happy. I mean, you ever see a homeless person with a dog? The dog's happy. (laughs) The dog's happy. The dog doesn't need those things. It's really for you. So take him to that pumpkin patch, you know, wrap your dog in LED lights and do a sunset photo contest, a sunset photo shoot. Um, Let him have some human food. Give him fresh moose. Mm-hmm. It's more about, you know, taking your dog to nature. It's more about you creating those memories with the dog because you'll get another dog. And it's not that those will replace those memories, but those new memories with that dog will become important. Mm-hmm. I am up to my ears in oil paintings of Blanche. And I'm like, I don't know if I can have all of these hanging in the house. I'll have to make room for the baby at some point. <laughs> not that they're not exquisite, but, you know, life moves on. Yeah, fair. Uh, I can't do anything with Gracie. She stays inside, so. A cat would prefer you do less. A cat is like, the less you can involve yourself with me, the more of a good life I'm living. Exactly. So I'm doing exactly what she wants right now by not touching her or looking at her. Live that life. Okay, do you remember the question, the anonymous question where the girl was dating the guy and then her brother was caught, or the guy's brother was caught in an undercover operation sending messages to a teen girl. And so yes. he was like sent to prison. And she was like, what do I do with my boyfriend when this is right. happening? So she provided further updates. It was a sting operation. Well, yeah. 
And the brother had sent nudes to an underage girl who was actually a cop. So his trial keeps getting pushed back. But if he's found guilty, he will need to follow file as a sex offender for 10 years. Oof. My boyfriend is upset. That's going to make it really hard to sex offend. <laughs> My boyfriend is upset and has distanced himself from the brother, but his family is trying to get through the tra- trial, but they're all on edge. His family wouldn't be around mine often. I'm just thinking down the line, if we stay together, our families will mix at holidays or other functions. Is it bad that I'm uncomfortable with that idea? The brother has been nice to me, not creepy, so I feel like an asshole. And then she says, an LOL, is 24 and 30 really too big an age difference? I figured 10 plus years is bad, laughing face. So she's 24 and her 30-year-old boyfriend, she's like, what about 10 years from now when his sex offender brother is at our Thanksgiving? I mean, look, do you love this guy? Like, look, everybody's got that weird brother, okay? Um, do you love this guy? Look, nobody's proud of it. It isn't as if the family's like, that's his right to send his dick to a child. Yeah. And it's not okay. You also, look, I'm not defending him, but like people have horrible lapses in judgment and do terrible things and never do them again. I'm not saying that's him. I'm just saying like, what? What is that face? Mm. I think the the bigger thing is like- <laughs> I don't think it's fair unless the family indicates that they're totally on his side to let his actions reflect on all of them and be like, I don't want his family near my family. Like, mm. yeah, I mean, look, it's not a family of sex offenders. I don't know anything about this family. I am saying like, look, we do give men a lot of passes, but there is a version where this kid's like 23 and he was on drugs or alcohol or by the end of his rope and he did this one thing. And it's like, should that, and this is a question for society, like should one action ever where you actually didn't hurt someone, you could have, should it determine the rest of your life? We do it to black men all the time. You know, you do one thing wrong, you go to jail forever. It's fucked up. Um, we do this to people all the time. You said one thing, we canceled you. Your life is over, you know? Uh, there's no room for pedophilia in this society or anything close to it, but I don't know the details of that story. Hmm. So, it, you know, there's, you're sick in the head versus you made a mistake. Um, but I don't know. It sounds like he just sucks. The family shouldn't have to pay the price for that if you love this guy and you are, you don't want to be a little holier than thou unless they're a bunch of weirdos, you know? I'm sure they're all embarrassed. Yeah. And you don't have to talk about it. I can understand if you don't want him at your holiday or something, but it's if it's just about the family, like they didn't do anything wrong unless they raised him horribly. <laughs> yeah, but clearly they raised the other one okay or you wouldn't be dating him. Or he got out. Yeah, I don't know. You got to, re- but you just, Put yourself in their shoes. They're like, oh God, we've got this black sheep, you know, um, but you're still dating him. Mm-hmm. So you think, it sounds like you might love him. Yeah. Don't, don't worry sounds- about what his family might be like then. Like see how they act now and then you can decide. But his family's not going to be like, guys, have you heard about our son? It's He's such a young girl thing too, to be like, and what about the future? You're not there yet. You're still dating. You don't, you're not combining families for the holidays yet. Mm-hmm. You're not asking about this holiday either. So you've got a good year to think about it. I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not on you. But thank you for the update. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. I said kick it! Sadie HMI. Hi, gang. I am a 34-year-old single woman. About a year ago, I became friends with my upstairs neighbors, a nice couple, 37, with three <laughs> little kids. They were really loud at night and then turned out... <laughs> We're all having a foursome. As soon as we met, they invited me for Shabbat dinner where I met more members of their family. Their kids love my dog and sometimes I leave him with them when I travel for work. The couple and I don't really have a lot in common and they are anti-vaxxers, so my appreciation for them as humans and parents is not great. But the conversation with them is always nice and I feel like they're interested in my life, who I'm dating, where I travel to, etc. 
a few days ago, they invited me to the roof to hang out. As soon as I got there, I felt like I was on a date. I tried to act cool, but she kept talking about sex. She is a sex therapist. I usually have no problem talking about sex, but she asked me some personal questions in front of her husband, and I felt obligated to answer. One of the questions was if I have ever been with a woman. I said yes. I was going to say, was- I knew it. They're trying to get, I said they're going to force them. They're trying to get up for a threesome. I knew it. I knew it. I yes, but that it was one time. I am completely straight or maybe like 98% never had feelings for a woman. Sorry, but I just love men and their bodies. Every time I tried talking about something else, she kept going back to sex talk. At this point, I realized where she's going. Thankfully, it started raining and we went back inside and I went home. Then she texted Thankfully, she me. was hit by lightning. Then she texted me asking if I know what a unicorn is. Eliza, do you know what a unicorn is? Isn't it like a gay guy who also is a doctor? What is it? It's just the third in a when a couple wants to find one other person that likes both of them. But so, that's not what the sitcom was about. No. There was like a CBS sitcom called The Unicorn, wasn't there? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's about that. Okay. All right. She texted me if I know what a unicorn is. I said yes. She asked if I'm interested in being one, and I said no. <laughs> she okay. said okay, but did not really let it go and continued the conversation, saying she sees the attraction between her husband and I, and it would be fun if we could all be together. I ended Gross. the conversation saying I'm not interested in the nicest way I could to keep our neighbor's friendship. The next morning, I woke up feeling violated. The fact she didn't let it go when I first said no made me feel bad, so I started looking at our texting history. I realized both of them were showing interest in me for the past few weeks, and I was too naive to realize. Him inviting me to a party on their roof, her commenting on how my boobs look amazing without a bra, him looking at my IG story, but we don't even follow each other, her texting to come have a glass of wine, him texting to come chill on the roof. I feel betrayed by these people. I thought were my friends, but actually just want to hook up with me. I feel like I can't trust anyone. How do I know my friends actually like who I am and are not just trying to sleep with me? Why can't a woman be open about her sexuality, but also not want to be part of your fantasy? And how do I avoid them in the hallway? I definitely don't want anything to do with them anymore now that I know that's all they want from me. Thanks. Love you guys, but not in a sexual way. No, I think you're into me. Oh God, I can't say that I have, sadly, I can't say that I have any experience in this field, but- they were being really pushy. Aggressive. And what you need to do is be okay with being aggressive back. Not aggressive. <laughs> not what I just said. You say to them, hey, uh, I thought you guys were really cool to hang. I like leaving my dog with you. And I, I'm a little bummed out that you didn't have the same intentions as me. And I feel a little used. So I'm just going to kind of take a break. And you have to be okay with these boundaries because you hadn't, been aware of what they were doing, but then you didn't draw those boundaries. Right. You know, there was a version where she kept pushing and you could be like, I don't want to talk about this with you, but you kept answering. And so she saw that not unlike a guy would is like, oh, you're leaving the door open. So shame on her as a therapist. Yeah. Also lo- low key shame on you for saying Shabbat dinner. Cause now we all know that that creep couple was Jewish. <laughs> I feel weirdly, weirdly defensive, but it is pushy. It's not cool. Um, but you need to be okay with being just as not cool back. You are attracted to what you're attracted to and you are drawing that line. You got you to gotta have a come to Jesus with your Jewish neighbors. The, the problem is that this couple had no problem pushing your boundaries. So you need to be more for, firm and enforcing them. Like it's, you didn't do, but she didn't do anything wrong here. It's like, how is she supposed to no. know what they were angling for? But now that you know, it's like, hey guys, I'm not interested. Super not into it. Especially since you're not vaxxed. I'm not getting involved in that. Also, yeah, like, that's cool that you hang out with them. Uh, I also love the, there's like that TikTok soundbite, like, I've never been into it, so not approved by me. <laughs> I think it's like a Kim Kardashian song. You people, you have to be okay with asserting yourself. Otherwise, people will walk all over you. You don't have to be a bitch. You don't have to be rude. They push, you push back. Yeah. To get it to a neutral place. Be like, I'm not into it. I'm not attracted to, yeah, your real, your real opening up of the coffin that you should have nailed shut was when you're like, yeah, I hooked up with a girl once, but, and she was like, oh, fuck yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. That's a shame you couldn't be more honest. And it's a shame that it, a psychiatrist or a psychologist or ugh, whatever kind of therapist she says she is, didn't create a safer space for you. Yeah. Shame on her. That she was gathering information to use for her own purposes. Mm-hmm. I feel a Yelp review for her practice coming on. <laughs> 
Good day. I live in Australia, but I feel incredibly drawn to living overseas. One of my cousins is getting married next year when I will definitely be international. And of course, plane tickets are expensive. How do you deal living internationally when there's big life events occurring with significant family members back home? Thank you so much. Best wishes to you, Emily, Noah, Tianfu, and baby girl. XX. I'm sorry. What was the question? I live in Australia. I'm wa- I'm going to go live overseas, but I- so I'm going to miss a wedding. Like, how do you deal with being international? And I think you, Eliza, don't live international, but you are always out of town and you have to miss weddings and baby showers and stuff as the nature of your job. So how do you deal with that? Well, I didn't want to go in the first place. And so that's <laughs> that helps. Look, you send a gift, which is all anyone really wants. You send a gift. You ask to see pictures later. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nothing, there's nothing to deal What's more important that you go to Craig and Cynthia's wedding or that you make that money? Either answer is okay. Yeah. It's just, you know, are you doing it a lot? Do you like your job? Do you like these people? Are these obligatory? Yeah. Are you a people pleaser? There's nothing to deal with. You sent a gift and you'll see the pictures. Yeah. Send a bottle of champagne to the bridal shower, whatever. There's nothing to deal with. What are, you make it up to them. Hey, hey, can I take you guys to dinner when I get back? You'll never do it, but it's a nice offer. Think about the reasons that you're leaving. Like why you want to live internationally. Why? Like what are those reasons? Clearly they outweigh being in town for the occasional wedding. So just remind yourself of sac- that. Yeah. This is the sacrifice you make to live somewhere that you think is better. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Mm-hmm. My name is okay. Ashley. I'm a gazelle in training. I just bought a house, have a good job, and seem to really have gotten it together. My problems have always been relationships, both friendships and romance. I've been single for the last six years and emotionally cut off from everything for probably the last eight to 10 years. My alleged best friend lives in Denver. I'm on the East Coast. We met in college. I was her maid of honor in her wedding to her now divorced husband. I flew out to see her shortly before her divorce. Shady. That's so shady you said that. But after her home was broken into, I went on zero notice. It was after this trip, she basically vanished. For the last five years, I can count on one hand how many conversations we've had. I know people grow apart as they age, but this came with no warning. When I confronted her, she said she had phone phobia. Yeah, it sounds fake. I looked it up. It's real, but seriously, you can like a post but not respond to a text message. She's a recruiter, so I get it. But geez, I want to know what happened. We didn't even get to grow apart. We've been friends for 18 years. Why am I a stressor and not a welcome call? I've tried to talk to her about it over the years, but she doesn't really go into detail. I know you say to break up with friends that are not contributing in a healthy way anymore, but I'm having a hard time cutting her out, even though that's basically what she's done to me. What do I do? Oh, I'm a... 36, an elder. I love your shows and book. Congratulations on the new Tiny Mara family and team hashtag Gracie. Yeah, that's tough because you think there's a reason. Like, do you think there's something you did or is she just kind of selfish? Why, if she has a phone phobia, she can't text? No, she doesn't have a phone phobia. I'm sorry. This is going in my new book, but like that's like when I was doing this red carpet And somebody introduced me to this like actress and she wouldn't, like she shook my hand and looked away. And I was just like, it's really nice to look people in the eye. And she was like, sorry, I have a thing with eye contact. And I'm like, you're on a red carpet. You're about to take pictures with all these cameras. People are just, especially like our generation and younger, like, oh, I've got my issues. They define me, a phone phobia. This girl sounds awful. I think you're owed a little bit of closure. Look, She's either going to say, look, we've grown apart. And you'll be like, when, how? And it's like, it just happens. Or she'll say you did something. Or she'll say you don't really fit in. You don't, uh, into each other's lives. You don't live in the same city. It is a shitty way to treat someone. Um, I still, I think you still are owed a phone call. So I think it's worth calling her to just be like, can we just speak? You're treating me like a stalker or crazy person. And it feels like you really don't like me and I'm wondering if there's something I did or if, if we're not friends anymore, that's okay. I just, I think for your, it's not about her answer. It's about the fact that you deserve to be heard. I think there needs to be closure because it's like, why can't you text me? You have to, you won't take my calls. Okay, fine. You can't talk on the phone. Fine. I will buy that there's write a an email. Yeah. Write her an email. Write a, write a letter. Write a physical letter. Like, and if she can't reply to that, you'll know that it has, it, that she just is cutting you off and you may never know why. No, do not write a letter. That is crazy because she definitely (laughs) doesn't have time to write a letter. No one has time to write a letter. Write an email and just be like, 
Like try to come from the highest of light. Be like, I definitely do not want to be a burden. We were friends like for so many years and it just feels like you have decided I don't matter, which I guess is okay. I just, if I did something, let me know. If you don't have time for me, that's okay too. But mm-hmm. as a friend of 18 years, I'm just wondering. And she may not write back and there's your answer. She's yeah. a bitch. Yeah. And you Coward cut her out. Bitch. But also yeah, you're saying sorry. that you've been emotionally cut off for eight to 10 years. What, what is that? What yeah, you- there's something muddled and missing here. I think you also might, I mean, there's also the version where you just drop it. She doesn't want to be your friend and that's it. People yeah. do it all the time. I have friends that I'm very close with that I truly do not want to speak to. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Liza, Emily, <laughs> baby Snow Peach, and tiny little baby. Here's the situation. My best friend is the most giving person I've ever met. Right before COVID, she was with a great guy, short term, nothing official. You Thing- say giving? Right before COVID, she gave a lot of people COVID and that's how we got COVID. <laughs> Things simmered out and she was heartbroken. Now she's been dating a guy for a year. He has repeatedly gone through her phone, forced her to block people, and it made I don't want to do this. Folks, the answer is be honest with your friend. Be like, this guy fucking sucks. Who cares if he doesn't like you? Go on the record. Try to save your friend. If she doesn't want to hear it, goodbye. Okay, right? Is that the gist of it? No, well, yes, but there's a, there's a, okay, so- Gone through her phone, made very rude jokes to and about me, including about my intelligence and lifestyle. He thinks he is on the spectrum, but he doesn't have a diagnosis. After many issues with her past boyfriends, I don't make any comments about her boyfriend, but he's really getting to me. Now, guy one, the guy that she was devastated when he broke up with her, guy one is reaching out to me to reconnect with my best friend. He is funny and down to earth, but did screw up. So do I tell my best friend how uncomfortable her boyfriend makes me knowing how sensitive she is about it? And do I tell her about her old flame wanting to reach out? I have never seen her as happy as she was with guy one. Um, What did the first guy do to mess up? It just says that things simmered out and she was heartbroken. So it was just short okay. term. First of all, I don't know that simmered out is a term. Second of all, there are more than two men in this world. Girls have this thing where it's like, it's either my ex or this one. And that's all I've got. Uh, Gracie is sitting in the window, but there's a light behind her. So she looks like she's trying to advertise for prostitution because there's like a neon light behind her. She is licking herself. <laughs> she's an, a, a Dutch prostitute. Um, Honestly, this is not on you. And I don't know. I don't know that I care what the other guy did. Oh, he didn't do anything. He just simmered, flamed out. Um, you call up your friend. You go, I got to talk to you. You, The fact that girls get mad at other girls for a pit, it's not like you have a crush on him. You're like, here are the ways that I don't like him for you. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be kind. And girls are like, how could you do that to me? It's such a character flaw. And I think it's one that we use as a defense mechanism. There should be nothing. I would do it. I'd be like, here's why I don't like him. I've said this to people about their friends. I'd be like, I don't like that guy. He gives me the worst vibes. She knows. She knows there's something wrong. She's hoping that you won't call her out on it. And then just be like, and by the way, Rick reached out. He said all this. Put, Give her the info. Let her do what she will with it. Yeah. That's it. Never give- too much stuff to do. Don't ever give out someone's contact info. At, like, ask her, like, hey, Rick wants to talk again. Like, is it cool if I give him your new number or whatever? You know? Or what? How would you like me to proceed with Rick? Like, what? What do you do? You want yeah. me to? But, talk but it, to you him? can't be the go-between, and like, you don't deserve this stress. And if she's your real friend, she doesn't sound like the greatest judge of character. But there's nothing wrong with going on record. As it's one thing if you're like, I just don't like your boyfriend because he takes you away from me. Like that's selfish. But like, mm-hmm. the guy's creep gives you creep vibe. Be like, here are the ways he does that. I don't. He doesn't respect me. I don't. I don't whatever the reasons are. The fact that he goes through your phone is such a fucking red flag and it's such a young girl slash like limited life vantage point. And it's something that so many people put up with and it's it's never come into my life. I, I'm sorry, I did date a guy like that and I was just like, you're high. Like, yes, I'm cheating on you, but good luck finding it. <laughs> no, you weren't. No, I wasn't, but- you know, it is a young person thing. And if this is happening to you over 30, you should know better. You've been listening to this podcast long enough. You should know. Yeah. Okay. I have a very- I, once, I would love to look through Noah's phone. Do you know how bored I'd be reading conversations about the Phoenix Suns <laughs> what <do> you- <laughs> and grilling techniques? <laughs> He's just sending people pictures of meats. 
He's on his phone constantly, and it's always to like one of three men, and it's always about food. <laughs> I've read Sometimes him. it's about movie night. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's about movie night or like something, an article, like The Ringer. <laughs> Or like what weird food on a menu. It's never juicy. Unless <laughs> it's a steak. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Smoky Husky, Baby Leg, and Sweet Snow Peach. First, congratulations, Eliza, on a phenomenal European tour. My best friend and I saw you on your first London date, and you were spectacular. It was also wonderful to meet you in person. Yes, my it was question, for all of us. My question is... As a woman constantly looking for leggings you can't see my underwear through, I have to know what leggings were you wearing on stage in London? They looked fantastic, and I feel I need some of these in my life. Thank you. I hope to see oh. you back in Europe again soon, Lucy. Do you remember? I'm so, yeah, on, on this tour? Yes, so London. What yes. was that, like a week ago? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know if she meant London last time. Uh, I'm so glad you asked that because I was wondering because— I think I've gained like a little bit of weight in my thighs, which is fine. That's where it's going to go. And I wonder if like the leggings couldn't handle it. And like if sometimes when it is too tight, it does become sheer. They are by their maternity leggings. So I don't see why you can't wear them just for fun. But they're by a company called Blanky. B-L-A-N-Q-U-I? B-L-A-N-Q-U-I? Um, and they sent me, my friend Mary Louise was pregnant and she recommended them to me. So I bought some. And then Blanky sent me a bunch of gear as well, but I bought those leggings. So they're just black leggings from Blanky. Well, that's what you- kudos to them for not making them see-through because I feel like a lot of maternity clothing is just snake oil. They're like, here's a one-piece bodysuit with no zipper and it's tight around the tummy. Anyway, that's what they are. They're maternity leggings. So I don't know if you want to be a bold woman who's not pregnant wearing maternity leggings because it gives you plenty of room to eat. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. You're helping they also, people. They also have like postpartum leggings. So I think you can buy them in non-belly stretch. Mm, fair. Good info. Hey, Liza, Emily, and Whittle Snow Peach. I hope my question doesn't make me sound petty, but I've got an issue with my job. More so with how promotions have been handed out. In my job, you have to ask for an application, and then the managers decide whether or not you're suitable for a higher position. Lately, a lot of my friends have been getting promotions, and they only work part-time and have only been there less than six months, compared to myself, who works full-time, gives a 1,000%, and hasn't been given so much as a thank you after nearly two years. I feel like it's favoritism over actual work ethic. These people do work hard. But it's the time they've been there that grits my teeth. How should I go about the situation? Any advice would be appreciated. P.S. Saw you in Dublin for the first time. You're amazing. I'm excited about all these European listeners popping on I do joining too. us. Part of my top of the cob. Uh, we have a lot of Euro listeners. Um, you've been there longer and you work longer and you haven't gotten a raise and these people have? Promotion. That's because you didn't ask for one. Ha- right. Have you asked for one? Have you asked for one? Also. They're not going to... Nobody, a good manager would be like, wow, you're doing great. Let me preemptively give you a raise like I did with Emily, but look how that turned out. Anywho, um, you have to ask for one and you have to be prepared to come in and don't make it like me versus them. Use that as a last resort. I've never asked for a raise and just be like, I've worked here this long. Here's the number I want. Aim a little higher that way. If they kind of negotiate you down, you'll at least fall Mm -hmm. amongst the stars. Also, maybe be prepared to leave if you're that undervalued. Also, you might not be great at your job. So you might be putting in extra time and doing half the work because you're not that good. It also could be you're worried it's favoritism. You know, some people, everybody isn't a fit everywhere. Like, do you feel like you get along with your bosses? Do you feel like you get along with your coworkers? Do you feel like you're in general liked by people? Like that is a component of people wanting to move you up higher. Even you could be the best at your job, but- Maybe if you're not good at customer service or something, then you won't be promoted. So so maybe even yeah, just like talking about why you haven't a, been offered the papers for a raise could, yes. could give you information about what's what you could work on. Yeah, even though the what you're really saying is, I don't really want to work on anything. Give me that sweet, sweet, give me those euros. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, you can be the best brain surgeon in the world, but if you work at McDonald's, you might not be good at scooping fries. Scooping them. Scooping them is the easiest part. Some people are bad. It's hard to take care of your hair 
when there's quite frankly too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Anonymous, my question. I know my sister's boyfriend bought an engagement ring. Do I tell her or no? Background. I know my... No! They've been dating for six years. Yes, six. And been living in a house they both own with their pups for the last four years. He reached out to me about ring styles back in March 2021 and purchased a gorgeous ring for her in late April 2021. It's been six months and I'll be seeing them all soon for holidays. Do I tell my sister or keep playing the waiting game? They've been talking about weddings and getting married for years. Where do you fall on this, Eliza? I'm torn. Like, you keep it a surprise, right? What? Of course. Okay. Of course you keep it a surprise. I should have this podcast taken away from her. I'm like, you gotta tell her so she can be ready to act surprised. No. There's a reason he hasn't done it yet and- and and I don't know. And, you know, maybe you'll quell your bitty chicken tendencies if you see him at a holiday and be like, dude, what's up with the ring? Like, be on his side. Yeah. No, do not tell her. You're going to ruin that for her. Don't tell anyone like I would. Don't tell anyone. I yeah. would have to tell someone and I'd be like, don't tell her. I kept yours a secret. You did. Thank you. Um, For the two weeks. I appreciate that. Um, so no, don't tell who would advise you to tell, cut them out of your life. I guess hopefully it it sounds like they've done everything right. They've discussed marriage. They've discussed weddings. So it's like, it's not going to be, you don't ever want it to be a full surprise. Like what? Oh my God. Like, but you want the time, the timing being a surprise is the nice part. She knows it's coming. They picked out a ring. He's been secretly wearing it when she's not there. (laughs) No, you don't be a beast. Let us know what you do. Carol Lowen. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Tiny Chanfu, even tinier baby Schlesinger, and the fellas. I think that's Noah and Scott. I was was just at your show in Basel, a.k.a. the Bar Mitzvah Hall, and I even met you Mm -hmm. after the show. I gifted the little cross-stitch bookmarks of you and your specials. Oh, they were beautiful. That's cool. They were really cool. I asked you if you see the outside and inside of the venues before you perform, and you said you usually don't check them out beforehand. I thought of another question, though. When your tour- (laughs) It better be as hard-hitting as that one, though. (laughs) When your tour is being planned, do you get to personally choose the cities where you will go, or is it more of, please book me somewhere in Switzerland so I can eat some melted cheese? I loved finally being able to see you live and already can't wait for you to come back to Europe, even though the cobblestone streets are annoying, which I totally agree. Yes, I- uh... So some markets, look, you can do stand-up anywhere. The question is, will you make any money? So Basel is the market play for some of Switzerland. I also did Zurich. There are probably parts of Switzerland where they don't have stand-up. So you can go and you'll spend a lot of money going there and you may not sell tickets. So you try to go to markets that have an appetite for stand-up. Some markets are just opening up. A lot more people are putting on stand-up shows than ever before. So you can go a lot more places. And also Netflix, you know, I'm so much more accessible. Um, that being said, you know, I, you, you I'll go anywhere. Like I'll play a casino in the middle of nowhere. Cause they're like, here's a lot of money and we'll mm-hmm. sell some tickets. Sometimes you go because there's a guarantee, meaning you'll get this much money, even if nobody shows up. Mm-hmm. Of course I like people to show up. So I always take into account how hard is it to get home? How hard is it to get there? What's the money? Can we sell tickets? You don't want to take a bath and you certainly don't want to play to a half empty house. I would do it for a market I want to build. Like some of those European shows, most of them were uh, sold out, but like one or two, you know, it was a smaller room, but I did it so that I can come in next time and build that audience. A lot of it's about building an audience. Um, For example, my parents uh, rent a house on the East Coast uh, every year in the summer 
and I wanted to go, but it was hard for me to rationalize when I travel so much, just going to the East Coast. So I asked my agent to book me a gig in a good market around it so that I could piggyback off of that trip and go do a gig. Mm -hmm. So I can always say, hey, I really want to play, and actually part of my cob, my top of the cob, hey, I really want to play Nebraska. What's What's the move? Then my agent will go look and he'll go get offers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the offers are not great. Sometimes they're great. So, but there's never like, hey, you've got to go here. Like, I'm not forced to do anything. It's a lot of collaboration. But we all know if you want to play New York, the best play is New York City. And then there's upstate, you know? So it just depends on what market's there. Yeah. And you'll adjust like in terms of there are certain times where you're going to have a couple days off. So I know for the European tour, you were kind of picking like places you wanted to have a little more time in. So kind of structuring the tour in that way where you can explore cities. Made a big mistake. Spent too much time in Baden-Baden. Very content to never go there again. It was like a bizarro dollhouse Euro Disney. (laughs) The hotel was lovely. And it's just a place where really wealthy people go and pick out kind of ugly vests. And none of the thermal baths were operating except for one. And I can't sit in it anyway because I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that that was a weird move on my part. Thought it would be different. You posted a lot of... Instagram stories of foods that I wanted to eat. That giant waffle, so big. Oh my God, in Amsterdam, they made it fresh. We only get them packaged. And I know you're supposed to put a waffle over your coffee so it, the heat melts it. Mm-hmm. But getting a fresh one, just pure melted sugar and getting right on a plane, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready for your top of the cob? I am ready, more ready than ever. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Oh my, I should have recorded it in German. Speaking of German, my bottom of the cob is German trains. Mm. Prior to this trip, prior to this trek, I would have thought the Germans, a precise people, would have Japanese level trains. Yeah. And it was the biggest shit show. Like you would just show up to the platform. This train is canceled. Tickle my nipple. Like- we bought a ticket going from Germany to Switzerland. And then you get, and then you get there. They're like, the train's canceled. Get on a different one that we do. And they're like, if you want a refund, get it at the train station. We get to the train station in Switzerland. This form must have been filled out on the German side. There's nothing we can do. Lululu. And then in order to get a refund, you have to like fax in something. You have to mail a letter, like weird European, like it has to be put on a horse that will be taken to a village. The trains were... Never on time. Yeah. And and then I shared that and all the Germans were like, LOL, we know. It's terrible. <laughs> I think it's all run by one company, which of course presents a problem. But yeah. they were, uh, they weren't, the quality of the train was fine. It's just like, if I book a ticket, I'd like to think I book a ticket. What are you, the airline industry? Just taking my money and running with it? Um, that being said, it was nice to be able to sit on a train and not be on a plane. Yeah. That being said, Germany... Like, I don't know if anyone's ever said this to you, but like, get your shit together. <laughs> get better trains. You're letting the world down. Oh boy. Uh, my bottom of the cob is I'm sleeping too much. Oh boy. I'm just sleeping and then my day is gone. And then I'm like, <sighs> what kind of, what kind of sleep are we talking? Like, I'm not falling asleep until like one or two. And then I'm sleeping till 10 or 11. And then I'm like, my day is gone. It's not well, good. I, I need to set too a much sleep. I think you're just not sleeping at the right times. Right. Because it's not like I'm, I'm not doing anything cool till 1 a.m. I'm just sitting here like, hmm. I know. Yeah. I, I, I've i had that before. Like, I'm just not ready to go to bed till 1. So yeah. I got to get a schedule. That's- I got to get a sleep schedule like a baby. You got to get a job like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> that will help. My top of the cob is seeing, look, we did 12 cities. I think we did like 19 shows in Europe. Yeah. It was Seeing how many Eastern Bloc fans I had. And they, I remember the first Euro tour I did, I was like, wow, the Germans come out to a lot of shows. And while they do, I was really blown away by the amount of fans that were like Slovenian or Slovakian or Romanian or Bulgarian or Estonian or Czech. Mm -hmm. It's a part of the world that like, I mean, obviously has Netflix, but like I kind of just never thought about just being American and whatever, never thought about it. Mm -hmm. And so I would really like to put together like an Eastern Europe tour and do that part because I don't really have any context for it. And uh, it was just really touching the gifts and the 
that they brought in the cards and the fact that they came out or they took planes or trains on a German one though from wherever they came from. So that was just super cool and eye-opening and it's always this fun thing to connect with people from a part of the world you've never been to that like know your dog's name. And uh, <laughs> so I'd like to, I started talking to my agent about like putting together like a little run of Eastern Europe. Maybe see where my family's from. Get it going. Where are you specifically? Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Where's anyway? Specifically, no one knows. Polish, Russian. The last name is German. It's mm. just a, it's just an average American Jewish mix. My dad cob is. You know, it's a great food. What? Salmon. You I just love get to salmon. Eat sa- I just get to eat salmon here once a week. I get a salmon. Like a, you're like a prize seal at the like, zoo, and they throw me one, and I go, "Yay, my treat!" <laughs> and you're having trout now. You're really yeah. living. Your hair looks shiny. <laughs> your teeth are back to a normal color. You're doing it. <laughs> your coat looks nice. Salmon is great. It's, it's always good. great. It's always good. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.